Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Deacon Paul Trinan. Heather, oh my we, gosh. it is May and it is beautiful. And we're up here at the Abbey of the Hills in Northeast South Dakota. And it is a May. Seen out. Yeah. Get Does, it? Doesn't get Amazing. any better than a May. <laughs> May 12th thing. It's May, folks. We just realized that. <laughs> yeah, and I hope it's beautiful where you're at in, in terms of listening to us. We, uh, we're excited about today's show. We've got some we great, really are. great, great, great guests. Um, and folks that will hopefully bring some insight to, I would say, different generational uh, um, audiences and things like that, yeah. as well as yeah. um, trying to trying to spread this word of or this 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 sense of peace. I think one of the missions of the church is to give the peace of of Christ to all that we meet and encounter. And so we're hoping to do that today. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited for presence. it. Yesterday I hosted with Dr. Chris Bergwald, and it was really interesting. About uh, we talked a lot about peace yesterday. So I kind of feel like this is just perfectly fitting in with yesterday's show, and I can't wait to talk more about it. But Deacon, will you start us with a prayer? I would love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for this moment that you give us. Um, It's your gift to us. Um, Help us to um, be fearless in opening this gift, uh, this gift of faith, hope, and love, and uh, to recognize that sometimes the beauty and the call of your uh, discipleship at first may not seem um, one that uh, is an appealing thing, like a Garden of Gethsemane moment, but that we we surrender our wills to yours today, Lord. We surrender our wills for this program, that it may, may go as you will it. We surrender our wills for this day and our and the roles we play at work, our family, that it may go as you will it, and that we can be obedient to that will and find great joy in, in doing that will. And we ask the intercession in this special, special year of St. Joseph, Blessed St. Joseph, um, chaste spouse of our Blessed Mother, and we also pray for our Blessed Mother's inter- intercession for us as we, uh, as we kick off this wonderful next two hours. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Thank you, Deacon. So how are things up at the Abbey? I, I stepped out of the car in such fresh, clean air. Yeah. It, uh, I love it here. <laughs> I know. And it, it, it's funny. I, I ran across something uh, a couple of days ago on the Internet, and I was giving a, a break out of the United States and... Um, light pollution in terms of you know artificial light we're not talking about the light of christ and it's kind of interesting to see this corner of the world is is one where there's just a lot of um a lot of that beauty and and um to enter into that silence that interior life is so um the opportunity is so strong up here um 
We just had a group today, or yesterday, that came in for, a, we have a monthly day of recollection, and a young lady by the name of Missy um, Baumberger, who's from Watertown, she works as the adult faith formation director at um, Immaculate Conception in, in Watertown, and, and she gave a talk on the beauty of the Mass through the eyes of a lay person. Wow. And are you a cradle Catholic? Yes. I am too. And there's so many things that I'm just convicted of when I was listening to Missy talk yesterday about the uh, the Mass that I, as a deacon, I'm formed and and uh, been blessed with a lot of formation, and yet I still fall into these patterns of taking things for granted. So Yeah, well, and I think everybody has a different perspective, like you said, with their formation, because I, my mom got me into sacristaning masses at the cathedral when I was in high school. She always believed that you should give kids adult roles within the church. You know what I mean? Like... And I don't know if that's just because she wanted us to work hard or what. <laughs> so I, you know, at a very young age, maybe 16, was a sacristan at the cathedral for Bishop Charles Chaput. Wow. That's with, right. right there. With I my mom. You grew up in mom. Sioux Falls, but you were in, you were in Rapid, Rapid City. City. So I look at the Mass differently because I want to make sure the readers are there. I want to mm-hmm. make sure all the Eucharistic ministers are there. I want to make sure that the altar servers are doing what they should be doing, when they should be doing it. And so I, I can't help but look at the Mass in that, uh, what do you want to call lens it? Lens or that? Logistical yeah. lens that I have. Um, and I forget sometimes to just rest in the beauty of the Mass. You know? Yeah, and... And the, the gratitude of the Mass and the, the way the Mass connects with what's going on in heaven at that time. You know, he says, do this in remembrance of me. But I always re- recall that you know, Christ died on the cross at w- one time. Scripture says once and for all. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're, it's, it's like a mystical or mysterious reenactment or actment where yeah. we are acting, not acting, but participating yeah. in that moment again. Because it is of no time. Yeah. You know, and that's something our human brains can't figure out. You know, that God is of no time. It's a, Time is something that us humans have created. <laughs> and so God is not of our time. And so it's mind-boggling for us to think that we're still participating in the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I still, I struggle with that. I don't understand it. And I, I, that's where faith comes in. We just are like, I don't quite get it. My human brain doesn't wrap itself around this idea, but I'm just trusting that God, he's got it. He's got it. And it's part of what, <laughs> part of what I prayed when you asked me to pray to start off the show was the influence of yesterday as well mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, Missy did a great job of saying, you know, what are we bringing to the Mass? Mm. Sometimes we think, oh, you know, I didn't get much out of Mass today because the music didn't edify me or the, I don't know, the, the homily wasn't that good from the deacon or the priest or, or the readings didn't speak to me. And she did a really good job of, of humbly, humbly saying, 
What are we bringing? Are we preparing ourselves to enter into this mystery of the Mass by doing the readings ahead of time, by, 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 by picking out those people that we want to intercede for, by mm-hmm. keeping our hearts open to those around us in this church, this people of God, that may need us at that time, that, that, that nod, that sign of peace, that welcome before or after. What are we bringing to the Mass? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a neat thing. Well, I think sometimes that our focus, we are selfish people. And our focus tends to be in the wrong place. Um, when you go to Mass, and I've had Protestant friends that have come to Mass with me, and they said, there's something different about your Mass. And that's because Jesus is present. Yeah. You know, and so we go for different reasons. but We do a multitude of different reasons, yeah. but he's the answer for all of those reasons. Amen. Hey, we wanted to talk a little bit this morning about... A, about an event that's coming up here at the Abbey that I think would be interesting to a lot of folks. And we're talking to the priest who will be leading that event. It's called the, um, it's called the Rosary, or it's called the Communion of the Hearts Rosary Retreat. Hmm. Communion of the Communion Hearts. Communion of Hearts Rosary, Rosary Retreat. Retreat. And we've got Father Todd Schneider on the line right now. Father Todd, are you there? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, even on the prairie, there's a lot of noise and a lot of busyness. There's a lot of strife amongst us for... COVID reasons, for racial tension reasons, for, I don't know, the price of everything is going sky high and what have you. Yeah. Um, we've, got a, some, we've got a solution for that, Father Todd Schneider. Can you, uh, can you give us a, a little insight into the Communion of Hearts Rosary Retreat that's gonna be, that you're going to be leading here at the Abbey? By St. Joseph, uh, you know, uh, or at least recorded in the, in the, in the Gospels. Um, but that uh, that doesn't mean he never spoke. But just by that highlight of the silence of St. Joseph in the Gospel, it gives us a clue, if you will, to his sanctity. And um, um, there we are inspired that he must have, in the midst of hustle and bustle that you're talking about and the noise and the useless conversations uh, that... He, uh, he guarded that silence, that contemplation. Certainly in the story of Israel, you know, we see that God leads the people through the wilderness by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, and so that even that silent presence of God uh, leading his people. And uh, Joseph is just a beautiful witness of that. And... Uh, that's uh, something that can be uh, certainly, you know, facilitated well at the atmosphere there at the Abbey of the Hills. This is such a beautiful uh, location, and mm-hmm. there in the, the prairie, it's just, uh, I know the people that attend, myself certainly as well, we just treasure the just that whole spirit of uh, quiet and, and uh, reflection and contemplation, so. Yeah, because Father Todd, I actually I met you, I met mm-hmm. you when you hosted your first um, Communion of Hearts Rosary Retreat, um, which was it would have been seven years ago, right? That's right. Is... We're doing we're doing the seventh huh. annual Communion of Hearts Rosary Retreat, and uh, look forward to that. So it's uh, you know it's something that uh, 
is a blessing to my to my life, and I know to, to many of the people who come. So I, I hope it will be this year. There's a lot of people praying for for it. So I thank them for that. You know. Yeah. And Heather, there's there's a fair amount. It seems like every year there's more folks that come. It's not like there's thousands of people or hundreds <laughs> of people, because that would detract from the, I believe, the in, in, interior look and, and the quietness of, mm-hmm. of your heart. But, you know, probably around, what would you say, Father Todd, around 30 folks or so? Yeah, that's about where we're kind of somewhere around that area. So I, I think... Uh, Indy communicated with me, and she said there's a couple of days ago there's about 27 presently. So, yeah. yeah. So it's a beautiful opportunity for folks. There's still time available um, to participate in the Communion of Hearts Rosary Retreat. Um, to begin, just to to give the Abby a call at at 605-398-9200. Uh, Father Todd mm-hmm. mentioned Cindy Cindy Tremonti is our our events coordinator, and she'd be glad to set you up in a nice room and, and uh, give you the, the layout of the land on when that's going to occur. Yeah. But um, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with Father Todd Schneider, who's out in Morris, Minnesota. We didn't mention where you're from. We'll get into that <laughs> a little bit more in a bit. Yeah, we'll be back right after this quick break, folks. Stay right with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we, we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area 
heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. Welcome back. I'm Deacon Paul Trinan. And we're talking this morning with Father Todd Schneider about a great retreat coming up here at the Abbey on May 21st through the 23rd. And we were just kind of chatting about what that is. I want to first dive into what is a Communion of Hearts Rosary Retreat. How do we have a retreat about the rosary? Like what can people expect um, when they come? Sure. Sure, yeah. Well, you know, the rosary, you know, this beautiful, sometimes called the chain of hope, that binds uh, these great core mysteries of our Catholic faith about the life, uh, the light of the gospel, the sorrows, the glories of our Lord's life and of Our Lady, so these principal mysteries. And we are called, you know, to enter into a communion with God. This is core to our uh, belief. You know, I think just think of the greeting of the Mass. You'll begin with the sign of the cross, and then it says, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. So this intimacy of communion comes right at the beginning of our life in, in the sense of grace and baptism. So the rosary is this beautiful prayer you know, after the Mass, that's just recommended by so many saints and so many popes and so many of our ancestors have, uh, and, my, and I think some, with myself, found the Rosary to be just a beautiful prayer that brings me to mm-hmm. this communion, intimacy with God and with Our Lady and all the saints and the faithful that, that, that gather. So it's uh, just a, you know, it's just a, wonderful way to uh, contemplate the beauty of God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so, you know, a little bit off the air, at, this, at the break, I, I said, Father Todd, why don't you share with our audience a, um, maybe a, a, an experience that you've had in the past, because um, this is the seventh annual, so some, someone who's brought something or an experience that they came that maybe would say, speak to our listeners, to, 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 to speak to them, to say, hey, maybe the Holy Spirit's inviting you to become a part of this as well. Yes, I, I think there's just um, an invitation there that our Lord extends to us. And I think, you know, the beauty of Mary leading us to, to a closeness to, to Christ is uh, something that is made present in the, in the people who, who participate. I think this is, uh, you want to fall in love with Jesus, certainly through the many saints such as, um, you know, St. Louis de Mumford, or Maximilian, St. Maximilian Colmier, St. John Paul the Great, you, you encourage us to, to draw close to Jesus through Mary. This is something that uh, becomes, uh, you know, uh, very a very good uh, way to uh, enrich that communion that we that we want to have with God, and He certainly wants to have with us. So, so that's uh, I think people that come, even people who may not uh, have the Rosary as a core uh, prayer or devotion in their life, they they come and they uh, they find um, something. Uh, 
knew uh, those maybe who had prayed the rosary when they were mm-hmm. children with their parents or others uh, and other catechism that uh, maybe has uh, not you know, been practiced for some time is, is often renewed by, by people that they rediscover you know the, the wealth that's there. I think that's so. That's so true. Don't I don't know about your experience growing up, but my mom and dad. Every time we got in the car to go to grandma, grandma, <laughs> it was the rosary, and you know during during Lent, uh, but it was their rosary, and we were just kind of. Ugh. Well, because I used to get in the car, and I'd be like, maybe she'll forget this. Time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> my mom never forgot. So you know, it's a great traveling prayer, isn't it? Because you know, it is. You know, it's kind of almost meant to be kind of a procession. I think some. Some of those who maybe have gone to Lourdes, you know, if you've ever mm. gone to the France, you know, where they pray uh, the rosary in procession. <laughs> Seen pictures of like, that. This is the yeah. way it should be prayed on the move, you know. You know, that first that first uh, expression of God in our life is movement, you know. We see that mm. movement in, in, in the, the womb of uh, Elizabeth when Our Lady uh, visits her and... Uh, St. John the Baptist leaps in the womb, dances in the womb of his mother at the nearness of our Lord, who is brought to him by by Mary, you know, so the unborn Jesus and unborn John, that that, that beautiful uh, importance of movement. So I, I yeah. would agree with your mom and dad there, you can call it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, but, that, but that at the movement. same time, I'm same time, I'm quick to add that that movement has to transfer at some point. It has to transfer to a Absolutely. desire mm-hmm. of my heart in a movement of my heart, not out of uh, this guilt mm-hmm. or, gosh, dang it, I should do this because I should do this, mm-hmm. but that I want to do this. I love to do this. And and there's so many different opportunities. My wife and I have taken a few um, trips through COVID, and even in the spring, we went up to the North Shore and did some hiking. And we would click on um, a video of the rosary, and, and there's several of them, many of them. Mm-hmm. One, one in particular yeah. I like is from Father, or Bishop Barron's, and the mm-hmm. contemplative insight that he offers at each, um, at each one of the decades is so interesting and i ride my bike and and i play it on my my phone and listen to it and and while it is drawing us into communion and certainly it does that but there's also that aspect of uh, edifying me individually as well so that's beautiful yeah you know like when i just think one of the years that we we reflected on the rosary as song you know and you mentioned uh, there's a beautiful um physician named uh, Jim Cowan, if he lives in Florida now, that he kind of put the, the rosary to kind of a musical chant, and uh, so we, we prayed that uh, together, just to, you know, that the music that, that uh, is really, if you will, applied or even underneath it, even if you recite it. I, one of the things I love to do when I go to various churches or visits other countries just to listen to the the rhythm the rhythm of the of the faithful as they mm-hmm. pray, you know, some just how a community as they pray that together, how that how they move through that uh, that that prayer. Some faster than others, some slower. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, how they become one voice in that prayer is just just some, just so moving, you know. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Well, and I always love. Um, 
the part I love about the mass and about about the rosary is that I also contemplate how many other people in the world are reciting the rosary right now, how many mm. other masses are being said right now. And that truly is communion. Yeah, it is. It's it is. You know, what? I had this experience with you know, a young seminarian, you know, I was uh, coming back from studies in, in the Holy Land and went to Lourdes for my first time ever. And at that time, you know, it, sometimes it comes throughout history, there's the kind of the rosary is, is, has its peaks of, uh, of acceptance. Some would Certainly when my youth as a, as a young seminarian, a priest of the rosary, at that time it wasn't um, seen in all of its beauty. And uh, some would say, well, we don't need to pray the rosary. And then mm. not really a universal prayer. And then when I went to Lourdes, everybody's praying the rosary. They recite the rosary in one language, whether it be French, German, English, you know, Spanish, or Chinese, and then everybody can respond in their own language to the second part, and you really see that uh, it's a really a universal prayer of the church, and, and um, I think it, that's that communion. Mm-hmm. That I just totally agree with you that uh, just like the mass, it's the prayer that's well known throughout uh, throughout the world. Yeah. I had an opportunity one time to go to um, Auschwitz in Poland with my wife and a son, mm-hmm. and we went to where um, Maximilian Kolbe's cell was. And I, was, I often thought, you know, as you re- as I as I got to understand a little bit more about the Nazi Germany, how many how many Catholics were a part of that mm-hmm. that Nazi group, and um, how many Poles were Catholic? And I was I was wondered if there could have been um, some of these prisoners that would have started reciting the rosary, and maybe they did, maybe they did. And, and, and then, you know, in a manner where, um, I know Polish and, and German are different languages, but if, if there could have been some of that communion or communication um, done in, in a German language, how that would have yeah. affected those, those soldiers, the positive. Yeah. I'm not saying it would have ended the war, but well, maybe it could have, and maybe it had. You know, we prayed yeah. so often for, our, our early church prayed so often for the conversion of Russia, mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. peace and for peace. Yeah, and you know, that word communion means union with. So mm-hmm. we, we have that union, you know, of just mind, heart, voice, ears with other people, pondering this mystery of, uh, of our Lord and our Lady's life. And, uh, there's a, there is a bond of communion that grows through, certainly through the praying of the rosary. Amen. That's why we have what we call it the rosary, you know, and, rosary retreat. Yeah. And it's a, and it's influential to our children as well. Our yeah. children notice it, even though, you know, Heather and I talk a little bit about back in the day, but <laughs> those roots are planted. They're those, yeah. those seeds are planted and they take root, I should say. They yeah, take root. They do. You betcha. You bet they do. They can, uh, we, I hear that. How much older is a priest? How, you know, even the, you know, the people say, I remember we, mom and dad, we would have to kneel down and pray the rosary. And so they, uh, it's instilled and, uh, yeah. bears fruit even uh, many years later. 
Very good. So well, we're, we're talking about the Communion of Hearts Rosary Retreat with Father, with Father Todd Schneider. And that will be beginning May 21st, Friday, May 21st. Uh, with, it'll kick off with a, a meal, supper at 6 p.m. here at the Abbey of the Hills. It'll go through Saturday and then into Sunday. Um, and just really want to invite you. If the Lord's calling you to this, pray about that. Mm-hmm. Ask him, what, what, what would you have me do? What is your will for me in, in participating? It's a great opportunity. And where do they find more information? Do sure. They can call. Um, they can call Cindy here at the Abbey at 605-398-9200. Or they can go to www.abbeythehills.com. And certainly all the information is available right there. Perfect. Father Todd, we're out of time for this morning. So thank you so much for joining us and uh, looking forward to that retreat. Thank you all. And uh, it's going to be Pentecost that weekend. So great to gather around our lady on this great feast day. So amen. uh, people come. All right. right. Well, thanks so much. We got to take a quick break, folks. When we come back, Don Wolf on the other side. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.